Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of The Speaking Club. Let's get this party started. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking, and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, and welcome to episode three of The Speaking Club. In this show, I'm going to be talking about creating and delivering a killer elevator pitch. Now, alongside my speaking and coaching, I also write books, plays, jokes, and copy. I've written hundreds of pitches and video scripts for companies, coaches, entrepreneurs, and for products as diverse as 3D house printing, yes, really, to shaved ice and wigs and everything in between. And these have been about 30 seconds to uh, longer investor pitches for techs and other startups. And in this episode, I am going to share some of my secrets. So what is an elevator pitch? Well, probably you'll know that the idea of an elevator pitch is that you have an outline of an idea, business or service ready to go that's short enough to deliver in the space of an elevator ride and grabs the attention of the other person so they want to find out more. Now, if you're like me, you like to find out about the etymology of phrases and there's a bit of mystery around this one. It either comes from the Hollywood studio days where screenwriters would have an elevator ride to catch one of the studio execs and pitch their script, or from the 90s where fashion editor Michael Caruso struggled to get time with his editor-in-chief, so he found ways to sum up his pitches in the time it would take him to ride the elevator with him. And each night his girlfriend would say, how did your elevator pitch go? And the rest is history. Or is it? Because the other story is that a total quality management specialist called Philip Crosby got there first in the 80s. But that's not as sexy, unless you love manufacturing. And then that guy might be like a rock star to you. Who knows which version is true? But the one thing I can say for sure is that the elevator pitch didn't originate in the UK. Otherwise, it would have been called the lift pitch. Although, given that these things ought to be inspirational, that probably would have worked out better on many levels. As does that little quip. So, why should you be bothered about your elevator pitch? Because opportunities to get investors, buyers and donations can come at any place, anytime, anywhere. And if you're not ready, you might miss a big one. It's also great to have something ready and rehearsed because it increases your confidence when you're delivering the message. I was at a director training weekend the other week, you know, theatre directing, and there was a guy there, a director, who said he'd been told by another director that you should have or he should have 11 script ideas ready to pitch at any time he bumps into a producer. So it's not just in business, it's, it's in all walks of life we need to have our pitch re- ready to go. And what makes a great elevator pitch? Well, for me, a pitch must be memorable, targeted, relevant and ready to go whenever. And if you get it right, it should also make you fall in love with your business, charity or idea 
all over again. Now, to achieve all of that, your pitch needs some essential ingredients, which I sum up with my ice cube framework. Now, the I stands for introduction, the C for customer pain point and solution, the E, exactly, keep it brief, the C, competition and how they fall short, the U stands for USP, how you differentiate yourself, the B for beat your drum, your mission, passion and the value it creates, and the E, engage, open segue question that leads to discussion about their pain. Now let me take you through each of these in turn. Introduction. This is a short sentence which covers your position in your company, your charity or movement or your own business and says briefly who your target customer is and covers off their pain point answering the big what's in it for me question that will inevitably be in the other person's mind. But what is a customer pain point? Well, people have problems they want to solve, but generally those aren't the underlying pain point and you need to dig to get to what they really want. For example, let's say one of my clients wants a killer elevator pitch. The surface pain is that they want a pitch and haven't got one. But why do they need a pitch anyway? To get more customers. But why do they need more customers? To get more sales and money. But why do they need more sales and money? So their business becomes successful and grows. Why is that important to them? Because they want to spend less time at work. Why do they want to spend less time at work? So they can spend more time with their family doing things they love and seeing the world. So having asked those five whys, if I was focusing on selling my pitch writing, my intro would probably be something like, hi, I'm Sarah and I write killer elevator pitches for entrepreneurs who want to have a successful business that enables them to spend more time doing what they love. Okay, but let's take another one for a personal trainer. Let's call him Steve and use me as the potential customer. Someone like Steve might say, Hi, I'm Steve and I help people get fit and stay lean so they can live life to the full and throw their fat wardrobe of clothes away forever. Knowing your customer's real pain will enable you to address the questions of why do anything and why now? And it will take you one step closer to success. Now, I learned a great piece of advice uh, relating to this from a lady called Lisa Sasevich. Uh, she's a sales guru. You might have seen her over the internet. And she says, when someone goes to the travel agent to buy a holiday, they are buying the destination, not the plane. So many entrepreneurs when they're doing pitches or writing copy will talk about how wonderful the plane is and not think about the destination so when you're doing this you really need to think about that real sort of high level why do they want to do all of the things that they're doing uh, and sell them the destination not the plane one thing i did notice recently though uh, politicians are absolute masters of never mentioning the plane They'll talk about how they'll increase jobs, but they'll never tell you how they're going to do it. So for, for great examples of destination only, see the politicians. Now, next thing is competition. You need to cover off the problems and issues in the marketplace and how your competition falls short. So carrying on 
the elevator pitch pitch for me, you might say, or I might say, in today's digital world, there's more competition than ever and our attention spans are shorter, which means if you've got a boring, untargeted pitch that doesn't connect with people's pain, say why you're different and grab them by the short and curlies, then you're wasting your time. But that's where I come in. Or for Steve... With so little time and so much temptation, it's hard to stay fit, make healthy choices and exercise. For so many diets and exercise plans, you need a PhD just to work out what you can have for breakfast and hours to spend getting to grips with complicated gym equipment, which leads to failure and yo-yoing weight. But that's where I can help. And that leads us nicely into USP. Now that stands for unique your unique sales proposition or value proposition as it's also known, which is what makes you different from everyone else in the marketplace and what builds your tribe of followers. It's the answer to the question, uh, why should I buy from you or donate to you or join you? And if you aren't able to answer that question quickly for people, they'll soon find someone else who can. Most of us will find it difficult to compete with big boys out there on product price or or even content quality alone. So we need to shift the focus and show people what else we're about. It's kind of a case of saying, hi, we're passionate about this and that's why we're different. And if you like this, then we're the only game in town. See, when we know our market, our customers, our competition and ourselves we can change the game to favor our uniqueness. We don't have to level the playing field. We can take it to a whole new ballpark or tennis court. We still need to make sure that our USP is addressing the market need though. You will absolutely stand out if you're selling flip-flops in the Arctic, but it's unlikely you are gonna get any sales. Although who knows uh, with global warming. Anyway, so to carry on the thread, This is what I would say if I was doing a pitching, elevator pitch writing uh, for my USP. As a comedian, writer and performer with over 20 years business experience, I can tell your story in a way that connects, captivates and converts. With over 150 satisfied clients and pitches ranging from homeschooling to headstones, from tech startups to car breakdowns and everything in between, you're in safe hands. And now for Steve. As someone who's weighed as much as three men, I know all about the struggle with dieting and fitness. I found nothing made the weight stay off and then I discovered the secret to sustainable slimming and my charity donation weight loss program was born. Since the day I gave away all my fat clothes to charity and had to go to work in my underpants, I've never looked back. I've lost 300 pounds, clothed a village and helped others lose thousands of pounds too. Now that's a bit tongue-in-cheek there, but... Hopefully you get to see the point. Um, your USP sums up what is special about you, what's special or what's special about the people that you serve. But you still need a great product and great service to go with it. If you've worked with some big brands or names, then I probably put them in this bit as well. Not just to, you know, not to show off, but to increase your credibility and authority. Okay, now we're on to the B. The beat your drum. The next ingredient in this bit is passion and also a call to action. You 
reiterate your USP through sharing your mission, your passion and the value that you create for your clients and customers. And also add in that call to action. I mean, after all, there there is a reason you're networking and you should let people know what you want. You might be launching a new product or trying to win over an employee or client, whatever it is, include it in this part of the pitch. So if it was me again, I'm selling pitching, I would probably say, I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs find their unique story and get more sales and smiles. If that sounds good to you, then call me on blah, blah, blah. And for Steve, if you want to lose weight, keep it off and help those less fortunate, then let's get that underwear ready. Sign up at www, whatever. Okay, and we're on to the last E now, the engage bit. So the last ingredient, if you're networking, because sometimes you might use this pitch for, for copy for an ad or something else as well. The last ingredient is this engage step. That's where you ask an open segue question, which hopefully leads to more conversation about the subject area of your business and possibly the person's pain that you're talking to. And it's really, really critical that this question is open. So you avoid a yes or no answer, which kills the conversation. Now, I'm sure you know this, but just in case, open questions are the what, the why and the how questions. Um, I would say not where or when because they're quite closed, actually. And if it was me, probably a segue for me would be for the pitching would be what makes a pitch stand out for you or how do you find pitching and networking, etc. And that just opens up for the conversation. And for Steve, I know it could be something like, what are your thoughts on the obesity epidemic? Something like that. Okay, now something else to mention. Emotional intelligence and authenticity. Absolutely vital for networking. Now, whilst you always aim to bring your authentic self to a networking event or to any platform really, because that's you know what's important these days, It's critical that when you meet people face to face, you are real, genuine and interested in them first. I would always wait to do my pitch. It shouldn't be the first thing that pops out of your mouth. As in most things, preparation for networking is important. And it's not only for getting your pitch honed, but for knowing your audience and maybe having something engaging to open the conversation with. I mean, there, there are numerous ways you can start a networking conversation. Uh, you can ask a question, give a compliment or make a statement. Now, if you decide to go with a compliment, then please make it an appropriate one. Stay away from looks, unless they're a model. Um, and focus in on something they did, said or wrote. And try not to be obvious. Stay clear of platitudes that people have heard a thousand times before. Sometimes the questions you ask and what really makes you stand out. So remember, if you're going for compliments, don't do anything like this. Hey, your eyes are like a beautiful painting. They look better in a frame. And I just happen to sell glasses. Mm, Don't do that. Now, before I head off, I wanted to briefly cover delivery. Now, even a song with the sweetest melody and the most beautiful lyrics will be painful to listen to if the person singing it is tone deaf and blessed with the rhythm of a toadstool. We need your pitch to be full of your personality, to be exciting and engaging and memorable. And this means using all the tools you've got. You'll need to get 
completely comfortable with your pitch first. And that means practicing it all the time in front of the mirror, in the car, etc. Until you've until you've convinced yourself, your own self, that you want to buy what you're selling. And it's got to sound natural and conversational. So it should be full of your personality, engaging and memorable. And some of this is achieved through the writing, of course, but I would say the purport, the largest proportion comes from your tone and your body language. So when you're doing it, especially in front of the mirror, or if you do it in front of some, some friendly people that will give you some really constructive feedback, get them to have a look at your body language and your facial expressions and make sure that they're congruent with your personality and your message. Remember, people buy people, not products or ideas. So show up as you. And that's it. So thank you so much for listening in again. If you enjoyed the show, please, please do me a favor. Uh, Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed it, then leave a review on iTunes and tell friends about it. That would be amazeballs. So have a great week. See you next time. And don't forget, grab life by the nuts and get cracking. If you want to discover how to create a killer pitch that makes you or your business stand out from the crowd, then you'll want to grab your copy of my book, Straight to the Top. It will help you clarify your USP, your business story, who your target market is, and what will make them buy. You'll discover how to get the edge on the competition and position your offer for success. You'll also get proven elevator and investor pitch frameworks to use for maximum impact. To get the book for free, plus lots of extra bonuses, you just pay shipping and handling, go to standoutpitch.com today.